Well, welcome this morning. Uh, welcome to our broadcast, New Heart Worship Center, uh, International uh, GAPM, Global Apostolic Prophetic International Ministries. Uh, I'd like to welcome you this morning. We're here at, this, at service this morning doing the shutdown, a coronavirus shutdown, that what they say is shut down, but there's some faithful saints that are standing in faith with me and standing in faith of the Lord and ain't scared of the devil. So we ain't scared. So we want to bring the word, but I do have a prophetic word, a word from the Lord that will <clears throat> encourage you uh, and uh, hopefully get you back into the house of the Lord because time is running out. Amen. So let me pray. Father, I thank you this morning and I thank you for this message today as it goes around the world uh, that you would encourage and strengthen the local churches around the world and encourage and strengthen the pastors around the world that are on the front lines that are uh, been shut down without food, without uh, uh, income, without increasing their lives, that you bring provision in the name of Jesus. And I just pray uh, that your meal barrel will not fail, that your oil will not fail, that you always have something to eat, you always have a place over your head, and that this too shall pass, that the, in every storm, uh, in every, there's a saying that uh, take advantage of every crisis, there's always a silver lining in it. So we pray that God will continue to bless you, bless you strengthen you, and that your faith will increase in this time and in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, the title of this message this morning, Tried and Tested for World Checkout. Amen. How many know when you go to the hotel, they got on the door there a time that you're supposed to check out? You know, we check out at 11 o'clock or you got to check out at 11.30 or you got to be out of here by 12 o'clock. It's a checkout time. And I say this is 11.59 in the spirit. Uh, whether it's a.m. or p.m., we're at a time where we're at the last little second of God's time or time God's outside of time, of time for man. So uh, we're being tied and tried and tested. This is uh, some prophetic words that I've, I've posted on Facebook this week, and I just want to go in out of Revelation 2, uh, 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 verse 10, uh, says, Fear nothing that you're about to suffer. Dismiss your dread and your fears. Now, that's a mouthful. You got to dismiss it. It's a thing or not. I I'm not going to deal with this corona thing. I'm not going to be fearful about that. He said, the devil is indeed about to throw some of you in prison that you may be tested and proved. And I say that the prison is your house. People are locked up in prison. They're locked up in the house. They haven't talked to each other in years. One works night shift, somebody works day shift. We don't talk to each other all day long. But now you're in the same house and you got to talk to folks that you ain't talked to. And uh, the enemy said you'll be tested. You're tested to keep your mouth shut. Tested to not complain about who uh, uh, ate the last of the cereal or who didn't clean up the kitchen or who didn't clean or who turned was the vacuum or, or why the laundry ain't done or get off the TV. You didn't get your homework. And all of these things, you're being tested. Even your children are testing you about their homework. They say it's done. I got my little laptop, my little iPad the school gave me. And then you can't check their work because you don't know the work yourself because you <laughs> didn't have the skills or whatever. So you have, you're being proved in your relationships. And he says now, he says that you may be tested and proved and critically appraised. So even though we're going through this 10 days of, of a, a, a not mandatory shutdown, but just uh, uh, sheltering in place, uh, God is seeing where your fruit is, where your emotional stability is, where you are emotionally. Uh, uh, for 10 days, 
you will have affliction. I did a teaching on affliction. You can go on my YouTube page. I did it a couple weeks ago about being afflicted. It's not God's will for you to be afflicted, but it's the devil's job to afflict people either with sickness. You're afflicted with sickness. You're afflicted with poverty. You're afflicted with financial situations. You're afflicted with uh, loved ones going to jail. Some kind of affliction the devil tries to put on every believer. Then he said, verse, then it says, be loyally faithful even unto death. Now I'm saying this scripture, Revelation 2.10, I'm not saying that this is the, the time of this scripture, but every scripture has a time and place in, in God's timetable. This is not the last time you will be seeing tested for 10 days, but this is a time uh, 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 that you're being tested. He said, be faithful even unto death. And I'm saying, even if you must die to self. That's the key. Dying to self is the biggest thing we must do is die to self. And then God said, I will give you the crown of life. So there's testing going on for the next 10 days. In fact, I posted it Friday night, that the scripture, and I had someone respond to it and say, how do you know it starts today? And uh, I, uh, one of my apostle friends politely referring, and I reminded him that we prophesy according to the measure of our faith. And I said, when the prophet Elisha uh, uh, prophesied to the king when they were going through a famine, this time tomorrow you'll be able to get a donkey's head and a dove's dung for, pit, for a pence. And the advisor to the king said, this can never happen. And the prophet said, because of your unbelief. You will not taste them. And the Bible says that he was trampled in the gate because the four lepers went into the enemy's camp and brought back all the goods and victory because they started walking toward the enemy camp. They made a determination that we're not going to sit here and die. And a lot of people are sitting at home wondering whether you're going to die or not. I refuse to sit at home and die and die because they say there's coronavirus out there. How can I, as God assigned me, not because I asked to, but I'm a gatekeeper, one of the gatekeepers over the nation, over the city, and over the state of Illinois, and over other nations. If I'm a gatekeeper and I run, how in the world that's going to look spiritually? When Moses and Aaron, when God told Moses and Aaron, I'm going to send plagues to Egypt, Moses didn't run. Aaron didn't run because the plagues were breaking out. They stood in the faith of God and believed God that he would protect them, and he did protect them. And he protected all Israel because of their, because what he said he would do. Now, what is a plague? What is a disease? If you go to the dictionary, it's a disastrous evil or affliction. It's an evil. It didn't say it was the evil of the devil. It could be evil of man. This happened, the coronavirus happens to be the evil of a man that, that changed the, 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 the DNA of this coronavirus and mutated it and released it stupidly, thinking they were going to destroy America and destroy all the nations of the earth. But I'm here to tell you that we already won before you release it because it ain't happening. Uh, they released it, and you have you listen to the news. The news is saying, "Oh, you know, thousands going to die." You got a man, a billionaire out there saying, "There's going to be six million people going to die from this, and fifty million people going to die." The devil, doom and gloom are buying that spirit that are coming out of these unauthorized prophets of doom that are in the earth. They don't even speak for God, but yet they're speaking in the airways, death and destruction. But we don't receive that. A, a plague is a destructively numerous influence or multiplication of a noxious animal or infestation. When they had the uh, 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 
a virulent, contagious, febrile disease. It's caused by bacterium that occurred in the, the bubonic plagues, the pneumonic plague, uh, the septemic forms, and, 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 and the cause, it's a cause of irritation and nuisance. Everybody's irritated. Folks got irritated. They were fighting in the store with toilet paper. All they had to do was see on the news that we were out of toilet paper, and that became the main focus of this disease. Come on, people, we need to think about what's being said and what's being broadcast to us, and that is not God's truth. What are you hearing on the news? What are they telling you? We don't have enough masks. We don't have enough uh, 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 swabs. That's all they're saying. You don't hear any of them out there saying we don't have enough body bags. Because folks ain't dying. It's all about masks. It's all about swabs. It ain't about nobody dying. It ain't about you know, people are dying. Don't take it. I don't take it lightly. The elderly and, and those that are old, are old are getting affected more quickly than those uh, that are not in good health. But the focus is on stuff that ain't even real. Now everybody's scrambling to get masks and get this and get that. I want to ask the question. When I grew up, I was grew up in the fifties and the sixties. Uh, they had gas masks for everybody. Because they thought it was going to be a nuclear war and that we all going to, and everybody was to run to the shelter in case Russia sent a missile and, and, and they had gas masks already. What happened to all those gas masks? Now we don't have no masks anywhere or anything. To, but this is okay. That's just something to think about. That it's a, it's a, it's a, a form of irritation. It's a form of nuisance. You got to shut down businesses, shut down jobs. You got to shut down daycare. You got to do all these kind of things. It was a, it's a plague that is a nuisance. Ten days of prison of relationships. Uh, they're saying that, uh, well, we want everybody out, out of the street. Uh, uh, only the, the, those that are in services or fire department or medics or, or the policemen or, uh, and, and in Aurora, uh, you, if you sell liquor, you can be out in the street delivering to people's houses. How, what that kind of system does that mean? Now you're going to send people. I didn't hear anything about the, uh, the marijuana stores being closed down. Amen. Oh, go get your drugs and go get your alcohol, but don't worry about it. But then you don't want the pastors to come to church. You don't want the pastors to be in, this, in, in service. But we're the ones on the front line that got to deal with all that abuse that's going to come from the alcohol in the home. People fighting and cutting up and people going, in, and, and going to jail because of craziness because they don't know how to relate to one another. I know I ain't going to get no shouts today on this message, but hear what I got to say. You're in a relationship in prisons. Uh, this is not a time uh, for you to be shacking up with your girlfriend. Amen? Well, we got to stay in for 10 days. The devil is a liar. You get married. Go down and find a judge and get married. Matthew 10, verse 34. Jesus said, don't think that I have come to bring peace upon the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to part asunder a man from his father and daughter from her mother and a newly married wife from the mother-in-law. And look what it says, verse 36. A man's foes will be there of his own household. You're locked in prison with a wife that's saved and serving God. But you out there, you're drinking in alcohol. Now you got to listen to her preach the gospel at home. Amen. Or you locked up with a crazy man that don't know God, and now you got to listen to him uh, turning music up all loud and, and smoking dope in the basement and all kind of crazy stuff. Lord, help this generation. Amen? Amen. Your own household. People get to fight over the last drop of milk in the carton or who ate the last cereal or who ate all the peanut butter or whatever. We got peanut butter. We ain't got no jelly. Who ate all the jelly? 
Fights will begin to take out because God's testing your home. He's testing your relationship. The world has come against the family in such a way that the, the, the two men now can be the mother and father. Uh, mother and father. Two women can be mother and father and they try to destroy the family unit. And God said, in this season, I'm restoring the family. I'm restoring relationships. I'm restoring the home where you have to deal with one another and deal with the issues that are at hand. Because now you got to sit for 10 days and reflect whether or not I'm saved and whether or not I'm going to receive eternal life and I'm going to heaven. Amen? This is time of reflection for 10 days. 10 is the number of testing, be it good or evil. 10 is the number of testing, be it good or evil. James 3 and 2 says, for we often, we all stumble and offend in many things. And if anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong things, he is fully developed character and a perfect man, able to control his whole body and, con- and curb his entire nat- uh, nature. I had someone post on Facebook last night, uh, if, what if somebody uh, a sucker punched you and spit in your face? What would you do? And everybody said, well, the Bible says you just turn the cheek like that. I said, I'm going to punch him in the throat. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I said, I'm going to punch him in the throat. Because the Bible says, follow peace with all men as much as lying in you. And I got some stuff that I need to get delivered from. Amen? Amen. But now I wouldn't really do that because it happened to me in deliverance. I had somebody come in and spit on me and wanted to hit me. And the Lord said, don't hit him back. And the Lord said, deliver him. And I cast the devil out of the person. And I felt so good for getting that demon out of him. Amen? So sometimes you have to listen to the Holy Ghost and do that. But listen. Sometimes you got to have to be, be honest and down to earth. And, and the Bible said, he, God said that that don't sound like God. I said, listen, there's a balance in this thing. My head might be in the heavens, but my feet are still on the earth. Amen. <laughs> I got to have a balance in this thing. Peter cut off somebody's ear. Amen. He, was, he, he didn't have it all together. So we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. Amen. I said, that just has to be one that I don't get a, a gift for when I get to heaven. When God judge my works, punching in the throat will not be one that I get a reward for. Amen. He ain't going to keep me out of heaven. I just don't get a reward for it. James 3 verse 8 says, but the human tongue can be tamed by no man. It is restless, undisciplined, irreconcilable, evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless the Lord, the Father, and with it, we curse men that were made in God's likeness. Out of, same, out of the same mouth come for blessing and cursing. These things, my brethren, ought not be so. So you're in a place where 10 years, uh, 10 days stuck in one place. Uh, you're gonna under, you need to understand, believer, some of the stuff come out of your mouth in God, and God's testing you and trying you and see if you get in the word and get your words to line up with his words and let the fruit of the spirit begin to manifest where it wasn't manifesting because you're shut in. And when you're shut in and, and, you, and you, got the, you got a looming, no income coming, you got your job then shut down and, and, and you had to go down to the unemployment line. And now when people don't have money, they start fighting and fussing. Money makes you ugly. The lack of it. James 3 verse 13 says, Who is there among you who is wise and intelligent? Then let him by his noble living show forth his good works with unobtrusive humility 
which is the proper attribute of true wisdom. So in these 10 days, God said, I'm going to cause you to be humble. I'm going to call, I'm going to give you opportunities for you to be humble and, hum, and walk in humility and not be so proud and boastful because nations have been so proud against God. Nations have stuck their finger in God's face and said, we will not bow to you. We are our own gods. God said, I'm going to humble the whole world. It's just not America that's shut down, but the whole earth is shut down. You understand how powerful that is that the, God allowed the whole earth to be shut down? But if you have bitter jealousy, verse 14 of James 3, and envy and contention and rivalry and selfish ambition in your hearts, don't pride yourselves on it and thus be, def be in defiance and are false to the truth. So God's dealing with envy and pride and jealousy and all of this stuff. The, this superficial wisdom is not such as comes down from above, but is first earthly unspiritual or fleshly, animal, even devilish. So the enemy, your, what comes out of your mouth and what comes out of what you're thinking starts off being earthly. Then you start getting sensual or fleshly and you start talking about each other, sitting at the house playing the dozens, calling each other names. You know what button to push. You know what button to do. And then uh, you, you, can't, you don't get your point across so you want to punch somebody and the devil's standing, throwing rocks and hiding his hand and then it becomes devilish. You allow anger to take over. You allow uh, bitterness to take over. You start punching your, your loved ones and your family members and next thing you know the police at the door and now you're going to jail because the devil had his way in your house. There's a, this is a time to learn how to walk in love and in peace in the home. There's three types of love. There's phileo love, which is a friendship love. There's a, 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 a eros love, which is sensual and sexual love. And then there's agape love. That's the love that God wants people to begin to exhibit. Love your neighbors as yourself. Love people in a, don't be trying to be greedy going into the store and taking three shopping carts full of toilet paper and all the cleaning supplies and all the water and you got it and your neighbor don't have anything. That's what God is bringing to the forefront. We're seeing what's in the heart of a lot of people that don't know God. As I said, this is a time of testing, a testing whether to leave the earth or not. Some of you will not be qualified to go to heaven because of what was coming out of your mouth. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 20 says, this is Paul speaking, he said, I am fearful that somehow or another I may come and find you not as I desire to find you. That you may find me too, not as you want to find me that perhaps there may be fractions and quarrelings, jealousy, temper, wrath, intrigues, rivalry, divided loyalty, selfishness, whispering, gossip, arrogance, self-assertion, and disorder among you. I have never seen so much posting by Christians on Facebook with so much negativity. If you say the word Trump, I don't care if he's doing a marvelous job, they will attack you like a, a pack of dogs. If you say the word Biden or Hillary, the other side, they will attack you like a bunch of wolves. Amen? It's just one or the other. And these are Christians. In politics and, and, and just, just going all off. Paul said, I'm, 
I'm fearful what I'm going to find when I come to the church. He said, verse 21 says, I'm fearful that when I come again, my God may humiliate and humble me in your regard. God's going to come to me and say, Apostle, what have you been teaching these people? That's what Paul is saying. Paul, what did you teach my people? All this strife and contention and arguing going on. He says, and that I may have sorrow over many of those who have sinned before and have not repented of the impurity, sexual vice, sensuality, which they formerly practiced. Listen, this was the church. The disciples came full of the Holy Ghost, men what we must do to be saved. Peter stood up and said, you must repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 1 and 8 said, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then when you wind up going down, Paul wrote the Romans road. This is what you must do. How can you be saved unless you've been sent a preacher? How can they preach unless they be sent? Amen. And with confession with your mouth and believe in your heart, Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. And then by the time you get to Corinthians, Paul said, wait a minute. Everybody's got a tongue. I believe in 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 5, uh, Paul had to write to the church that there's a man and a, and a son got the same woman in the church and fornicating in the church. And all. he said, I shouldn't have to come and tell y'all to get this out. Let them be an infidel. Separate yourself from them. And Paul said, all this vice and stuff going on in the church, pastors divorcing their wives and, and going with the deacon's wife and, and all kind of crazy stuff. Paul said, I am afraid. I am fearful that you have not repented of your impurity. You have not repented of your sensuality. All the things that you practice. You got 10 days to get it together. You got 10 days to say, Lord, I repent of my sin. Lord, I repent of my wicked ways. I'm turning away and I'm returning back to the ways of God. It's a time to remove all contention. Proverbs 15, 18. It said, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he was slow to anger, appeases contention. You got contention in your house in these 10 days? Appease it with Slow to be angry. Proverbs 17.1. Better is a dry morsel with quietness than a house full of feasting on offered sacrifices with strife. I'd rather be quiet. I can't take a lot of arguing and fighting. You downstairs trying to rest and they are downstairs, upstairs fighting. You hear them thumping on the floor upstairs and banging doors and all kind of crazy stuff. Proverbs 17, 14. He said the beginning of strife is when water first trickles from a crack in a dam. Therefore, stop contention before it becomes worse and quarreling before it breaks out. It's like a faucet that doop, drips all night. You try to lay down, doop, drip, drip. Instead of you fixing the faucet, you run down there and get a towel and wrap it around it so the water would drip down on the sink. We know what we do. We don't deal with the issue. It's just a temporary fix. You got to change your attitude. You got to change what's coming out of your mouth. Don't be quarreling. It takes two to quarrel. Proverbs 23. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife and keep aloof from it. But a fool will quarrel. I know all y'all in your family, I know y'all having a good time. Oh, the first couple of days is okay. But now you're getting a little antsy. Now all that food 
that you thought you had is going down and dwindling down, and now you don't have an income, a check coming in, and you're sitting outside waiting on the postman because the president said he's going to send everybody $1,000 on the first. So you'll be out there, is the mailman here yet? And yeah, so everybody's at home praying for the mailman now. The mailman is the focus now. Pray for his health so he can bring my check. Proverbs 18, 19, there's a family restoration. A brother offended is harder to be one than a strong city. And their contentions separate them like the bars of a castle. So we've got to bring strife and contention in families, arguing over the, the, the make peace. Amen. God's going to pour out his spirit over your family. Those that, are, those that have chosen to walk away from God, those that have chosen to be lesbians and go into homosexuality and all that, God's going to change it around. Don't give up on God. He's not through yet with the earth. Proverbs 27, 15. A continual dripping on the day of a violent showers and a contentious woman are alike. Amen? So some people have to choose. Uh, as as uh, the other prophet said, the, the man said, uh, why are you outside with the coronavirus out here? He said, you don't know I got a coronavirus inside the house that drops, continued drops. I'd rather die of the disease than listen to that dropping all day long. Amen? I think there was a man that the, the, he got arrested and the judge sentenced him. Uh, he's trying to get away from his wife, so he did something to get arrested. And the judge sentenced him for house, house arrest. <laughs> house arrest. So you don't know what you get. So get rid of that strife and contention. Amen. Proverbs 19.13. A self-confident and foolish son is the multiplied calamity of his father. We've got all these young people down in Florida saying, oh, we're going to party, 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 not knowing that the disease is getting on them and they bring it home to their parents and grandparents and wipe out their whole family. Foolish children and the contentions of a wife are like a tender dripping of water through a chink in the roof. Amen? So the constant nagging, constant bickering, the constant uh, pressure. The Bible says parents uh, uh, don't offend your children. Don't, don't make your children uh, 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 turn away from God. Amen? Marriages are being tested in these 10 days. Marriages are being tested. The Bible says a better, Proverbs 21 9 says a better dwell in the corner of a housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. Some of these women will fight a man in a minute. It's better to live out in the desert with a nap with a uh, a nap than with a nagging wife. Proverbs twenty one nineteen. So we need to understand that uh, our mouth and what we're saying is very important in the year twenty twenty. As I said at the beginning, prophetically in the fall, that twenty twenty was going to be year of the mouth, the year of what comes out of your mouth, be it positive or negative. What you speak, what you determine, it will determine uh, the blessings of God. Uh, as one of the testimonies shared, that he had to tell the doctor, "No more chemotherapy." I'm speaking God healed me and then I'm, not, I'm taking this chemotherapy. That's not what's coming out of my mouth. I believe the word of the Lord. So the family is being tested. Also in this 10-day period, nations are shaking and being tested. Every nation on the face of the earth is being tested right now. And I was trying to figure out why did Italy get hit more than any other nations. And then I want to say, well, maybe the Vatican, the perversion that's in the Vatican, the pedophilia. No, that wasn't it. What that happened was they had four or five plane loads of Chinese workers coming to Italy to help with their infrastructure and the roads and buildings and stuff. And they brought the virus in to the nation. All these nations, Africa, y'all need to be careful when the Chinese come in and, and, and uh, 
uh, with the diseases, uh, but they're here the disease hates heat. So, as I said, the Holy Ghost is heat. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, the coronavirus should not affect you at all. Amen? Luke 21, 25. Now, this is not the end time. I'm, I'm seeing, saying this as a prophet. This is not the, the end, complete end. This is just a test. More stuff is coming down the road that's going to be rougher than what we're going through right now. Luke 21, 25. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations. Nations are struggling. They don't have any economies. The, the, the oil prices are falling. The economies are shaking. They can't give their people money. They can't help with perplexity. And the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear. Fear has been the biggest fight with the coronavirus. And looking after those things which are coming on the earth. We had an earthquake in Utah. That's a wonderful earthquake in Utah. It hit the Capitol building of the, the Mormon Capitol where the angel sat on top of the tundra of the, of the church and the trumpet fell out of his hand. It broke off. God said, this false stuff that you're teaching, I'm breaking it off. And there shall, they shall see the Son of Man. Then, he said, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. Men's hearts failing because of fear. There is a prophetic word out. There's a prophetic, uh, some, several guys have been on, 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 on YouTube talking about uh, God has given them visions and dreams of wormwood. The meteorite that's supposed to strike the earth. And the one guy said that the Lord said it was going to, it's going to strike in 2029. It's nine years from now. Whether it happens, I don't know. I didn't see the vision. But as I shared at the beginning of the year, the 10 years, the decade of pay, 2020 to 2029, just like in 1920 to 1929, there was prosperity, there was a great growth, there was speakeasies, there was, everything was going fine. But in the year 1929, the stock market collapsed and they went into a famine and depression. A great, the Great Depression took place. So I don't know. But everything's being shaken that could be shaken. So if anything, you might have nine years to get it all together because the Bible says one-third of the earth shall be destroyed when that meteor hits the earth. Watch for the signs. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 1 through 4. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him that you not be shaken, soon shaken in mind and are troubled. Neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. Don't be shaken in mind. A believer don't have to be shaken. A believer don't have to be fearful or troubled. I'm telling you, I've had visions and visitations of the Lord, of the end times, of disaster struck, of meteors hidden, of hurricanes coming. And everyone that came at me, God delivered me out of all of them. Even if a nuclear bomb goes off, you will not know about it, believer, because you will be caught up and snatched away before you even feel the effects of it. Amen. You ain't going to feel no pain. Trust me. Well, you can beat me up if you get to heaven if I didn't say it, but I'm going to heaven. <laughs> Let no man dis... Here. 
Let no man deceive you by any means. Listen to what they're saying on the news. Listen to what they're broadcasting. Don't be deceived by men because men are trying to deceive America because they hate America and want to see the economy completely destroyed to keep this man from being president again. They will do anything anything to bring a one world government, a one world religion, a one world economic system to the earth. These men are wicked, they're greedy, and they're, they're backed by devils, and devils are using them, and principalities are over cities and using uh, governments, but thank God that God is cleaning out the corruption of many of these governments in the earth. He said, except there come a falling away first, and that the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. We have not seen Satan on the scene just yet, so we still got a little time. But we're seeing a great falling away out of the church. In fact, most churches are closed this morning. Amen? They're doing it on the internet because they're afraid of what the law... Listen, you can tell me uh, it's your opinion. And one day, I even had a vision of, of soldiers coming to my house to arrest me. But God wouldn't let them for preaching the gospel. We've got to stand on this gospel of God and not back away. Because we're the only thing standing between hell, men in hell, amen? We're the only thing standing stopping them from going to hell. Somebody's got to be a sign. Somebody's got to be a roadblock. Somebody's got to decree and declare that you're going the wrong direction. So he said, if you're first falling away, who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worship. So that he sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's why God is dealing with nations. There are nations that are, India has over a million gods that they worship. Nations have gods of Islam and Allah and all of these. All of these nations are, where are your God now? What is they doing for you now? The economies of nations are being tested. As I said, apostolically, when Jesus came on the scene and when the apostles came on the scene, economic shift took place in any city that Paul went into. Any place, Jesus came in and turned over the money tables, changed, and you're seeing the money changes tables being turned over in all the nations right now. The economic disaster is coming on all the earth. They don't have enough hospital beds. They don't have enough money for the health care. Everything is being tested. The health care system, the trucking system, our distribution system, our food supply system, our police system, our, all, all systems are being tested by the Lord. Can we maintain? You've already saw long lines, three, four blocks long, trying to get into Costco to get some food. They already seen, uh, I, I, I posted on Monday, I said, why don't you see they're going to start changing the time for the elderly to get in early. And the next morning, most of the stores said the elderly can come in first thing in the morning and shop because the, 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 the strong run in and buy up everything and the elderly can't get anything. Who's going to think about the, the, the elderly and the young? Psalms 113.4. One, uh, the Lord is high above nations and his glory above the heavens. God, Jesus, is watching over the earth right now. He's not asleep. Isaiah 30 and 28 says, His breath, an overflowing stream, shall reach to the midst of the neck to sift the nations with the sieve of vanity. And there shall be a bridle in the jaws of the people 
causing them to err. Now you find out how important that new car that you thought you really wanted to have is now. Now you can't even pay the note. Praise the Lord. Now you got that big six-room bedroom house. Now you can't pay the mortgage. What is, what is really, really important to you? Your salvation it should be the thing that's most important to you at this time. God said, I'm causing them to err. I'm calling because of your vanity. Everybody, you can go to everybody's house. Everybody's got a 50-inch TV in every room of the house. Vanity. There is a judgment for covenant breaking. Deuteronomy 28, verse 59 and 61. Then the Lord shall make your plague, thy plagues wonderful. God said, I got some wonderful stuff. And the plagues of your seed, even great plagues of long continuance, of sore sicknesses and long continuance. We ain't seen some of the stuff God's gotten reserved for the wicked. Moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt. The flies, the, 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 the blood, the... the, the Darkness, the pestilence, the frogs, all of that, the hemorrhoids, whatever God's got. God said, he said, I got some wonderful stuff for y'all. And they shall cleave to thee. Cancer cleaves to people. Diabetes cleaves to people. AIDS cleaves to people. Also, every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law. Then will the Lord bring upon thee until you're destroyed. You don't want God saying, God said, no problem. God told Israel, you made a covenant with me. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bless you coming in, bless you going out. I'm going to bless your store, bless your children, bless your fruit of your land. I'm going to bless your womb. I'm going to bless all of this stuff. He said, but if you break the covenant, all of the curses are going to come on you. So the judgment of the covenant is being held right now. Understand, earth, God rules. Exodus 9, 15 and 16 said, For now I will stretch out my hand that I might smite thee and thy people with pestilence. Thou shalt be cut off from the earth. Can't nobody go down the street. Can't nobody fly in a plane. I mean, he shut down trains, planes, airplanes, buses. Everything is shut down. Schools, universities, everything is shut down except for the liquor store. And every deed for this cause I have raised thee up for to show thee my power, that my name be declared throughout the earth. God said, I'm raising up Israel to show my glory and my power. He said, but I'm stretching out my hand on the earth, and I'm going to show you who rules and reigns. God is silencing all the gods of the earth. They have hands that can't handle. They have ears that can't hear. They have eyes that can't see. And God said, I'm dealing with your idols, your economies, what you put stock in, what the, the stock market is falling. Amen. All the stock that you bonds and stuff. And guess what? The believer, most believers ain't worried about the stock market fall. Do you, do, do you understand that in America that most businesses are not panicking? Most businesses are not panicking. They know. What's getting ready to happen? They know after these next, after this little pestilence, these next ten days, twelve days, this economy is going to shoot like a rocket. That that they're holding their money back. The stock market ain't failing. You don't hear him all see complaining. Oh, bail us out. They know what's going on. 
And we know what's going on. God's getting ready to transfer the wealth of the wicked into the hands of the righteous. All the rich people have lost billion, two trillion dollars in the last week or two. Amen. God's gonna level the playing field now. The government, the, he's got a president, got enough wisdom. Nice. I ain't bailing out no bank. I'm gonna bail out God's people. Give him a thousand dollars in the month of March. April and a thousand dollars in the month of May. We already got money. We ain't everybody ain't broke. People sitting at home right now got a house full of food. They are not broke. They're gonna get a check. What do you think they're gonna do with that check? I know what I'm gonna do with it. Praise God, you send it to me. Hallelujah. And I say, and I and I say, if you're gonna if America, if y'all printing all this funny money and you know you broke and you know ain't nothing back in the money, send me at least three to five anyway, because you know the whole system's gonna crash anyway. Amen. You gotta come up with a new economic system anyway. Everybody's debt gonna be canceled. That's why the devil's fighting so hard that debt jubilee is coming. That so you in order for debt jubilee to come, the old system has to die in order to resurrect a new system. You don't take Windows 7 and try to put Windows 10 in a Windows seven computer. You got to get a new system that it operates in. The blood of the babies are being judged. We've killed over 60 million babies and you think God ain't going to do nothing? He'd have to repent for Sodom and Gomorrah. The blood is calling out from the earth. Lord, avenge us of the sickness and disease. God even shut down Planned Parenthood. Thank you, Jesus. The handwriting is on the wall. You're, you're, you're in the balance and you're found wanting. Understand, believers, my pastors and apostles around us, Jesus heals diseases. He healed them 2,000 years ago. He backed it up even for the foundation of the world. He knew what was going to come in the year 3030 or 4040 or whatever, and he said, I'm healing all of it throughout eternity. He said, Well, who won't be here 4040 and 3030? The earth ain't gonna be destroyed because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Luke 7 21. And at that same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and plagues and diseases and viruses and of evil spirits, and many that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answered and said to him, Go your way, tell John what things you have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor, the gospel is preached. Blessed is he who shall not be offended in me. How can I not stand as an apostle of God? I have seen many multitudes healed of cancer and tuberculosis and diabetes and blindness and deafness. I've laid hands on multitudes and counseled people and seen them healed, and then I'm going to say, God can't heal coronavirus and I need to hide. Not going to happen. I'm full of the fire and power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Uh, 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 the, the guy, uh, what's his name? Dowie. Dowie was a pastor. He had over 40 of his members die of the plague. 40 members die of the plague. And, and, and he wept before God and cried before God. And he said, Lord, why are my members dying? And he read Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how Jesus was anointed of God, went about doing all uh, good, healing all manner of sickness. When that hit his spirit, he rose up. And somebody called him and said, Sister Mary is sick. He rose up and ran to Sister Mary's house. Her husband was sick. Her son was sick. She was dying and convulsing. The doctor was there. And he said, Doctor, do you believe this word? And he said, I, I said I, I've done all I can do. And he began to pray, and God resurrected that whole family. 
And that kicked off his healing ministry. You've got to believe that God heals and God delivers and God sets free. Coronavirus is nothing but a, a, a common cold. Amen. I done had all these things, all the small chicken pox, uh, all, all kind of stuff. God healed me of all of it. Amen. I'm not worried about that. Revelation 18, verse 1 and 2. I'm almost done. I'll wrap this up. After these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power. And the earth was lighted with his glory. He cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon, the great is fallen. It is fallen. It has become a habitation of devils and a hole of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. I put this out last year that God said, prophesy Babylon is falling. The Babylonian system, the systems of confusion is falling in the earth and every unclean spirit. We're seeing it coming out of Washington. We're seeing it coming out of state governments. Uh, people that are wicked, people that are corrupt, and God is exposing it. For verse Revelation 18, he says, well, all nations have drunk the wine of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacy. See, the rich don't want the poor to get any money. The rich don't want the poor to have any money. And so they come up with these devices. We're going to have plagues. We're going to invent stuff. We're going to cause plague. If you, want to, if you want to kill a bunch of people, invent a plague and release it in the earth, and, and now all of a sudden uh, uh, people are dying. So the funeral parlors are having a... You can't even go and have a good funeral now, amen? You got to have a drive-through now. They don't allow 10 people to come to the funeral. That's crazy. Judgment has begun on nations. So know that your nation is being shaken. Revelation 18, 4 says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her. This is the time for the believer to come out from among them, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not her plagues. Believers, you are to learn. The Bible says, Come out of her. That means it don't, it's time to check out of this world. It's time for you to check out of the world system and begin to, lead, begin to walk in God's system, which is seed, time, and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Amen. For her sins have reached to heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you. Double unto her according to her works and the cup which she have lifted filleth her double. It's a time to separate from the world. Revelation 18, 18. Therefore shall her plague come in one day. One day it showed up. Death Morning, famine, she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God that judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication, who live deliciously with her, shall bewail her, lament, lament her, and they shall see the smoke of her burning. As I said, the best is yet to come for America. When the earthquakes start happening and the volcanoes start erupting and, and kingdoms are falling, completely falling, we will see. It's time to check out. You have 11.59 checkup. The spiritual clock is at 11.59. It's getting ready to strike 12. And it's going to be time out from the world. 2 Corinthians 6 says, Be ye un not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with the unrighteous? What communion have light with darkness? It's time to say who's on the Lord's side. It's time to step into the Lord's camp or stay in the other fellow's camp and suffer in darkness. What concord have Christ with Belial? Or what part have he that believeth in an infidel? Belial, God said, 
There's a spirit called Belial, the wicked spirit. He said he almost thinks he's on par with Jesus Christ, but the Belial is the spirit of the world. Belial is the spirit of wickedness, confusion, corruption. You have to make a choice who you're going to serve in this end time. The Bible says, how can two walk together in Amos, least they be agreed? 2 Corinthians 6, verse 16 says, What agreement have the temple with God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my God, my people. So that means that God stayed at home today. All over the earth, God is at home. Because he's in them, and he's sitting there. When y'all going to church? And they sitting there, we scared. But I'm in you. I don't care. We scared. Who's in control of your, your mind, body, and spirit? That's what I want to ask you. Wherefore, come out from among them. There's a remnant that is standing strong in Christ. Be you separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I'll receive you, and I'll be a father unto you. You'll be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord God Almighty. In wrapping this up, I want to encourage you, Pastor, to stand. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Encourage your believers. Teach them faith. Teach them healing. Believe in healing. Even if you have someone that has coronavirus, you have the faith God will heal them of coronavirus. All you got to do is wash your hands. I do that every service. Wash my hands. Lay in hands. I don't know what people got, but I know that the fire of God, anointing of God is on me to break any power of any spirit, any sickness, any disease. And I'm not transferred to anybody because the power of God dissolves every sickness, every disease. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. If you speak life over your situation, you will have life. If you speak death over your situation, you will have death. Coronavirus has no business in your house. I, I, let me pray for you and your homes and your churches. Father, in the name of Jesus, I send angels to their house. I draw the bloodline around their house, around their children, around their family, around their possessions. The blood speaks. The blood speaks a better covenant. The blood, the enemy cannot cross the bloodline. We, we draw it in the spirit realm. We bind them because of Psalms 149 to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. This is the right of the saints of God. Praise ye the Lord. So we bind the enemy of coronavirus. We bind the demons associated with it. We bind uh, the life that's in that disease, that perverted disease that's in the coronavirus. We command it to shrivel up. We command it to dry up. And we command it to leave this state and leave this nation in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of fear that brings the coronavirus into the lives of people. Because uh, like Job said, the thing that I have feared has come upon me. So we bind fear that will be in the lives of people. And I say that peace, shalom to your house. Nothing broken, nothing missing, everything whole. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. You can check that off, man. Amen. Amen. Tuesday night I'll be here teaching. Tuesday night, because people need to hear the word of God. God's shaking the nations, and we're not afraid of it. This is anything going to last. As I said, make sure you get any money you need out of the bank today and go by the ATM, because they're going to shut down the banks for three days. And uh, this supposedly, we'll hear it on the news probably tomorrow. Everybody be panicking. Ah, I told you they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna shut everything down. That's how the devil does. So that's what, there's a plan in place. They're working the plan. Wealth is getting ready to come to us. Amen.